Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. The wise men, you may be wondering, who are they? Well, they were men that were uh, actually from the east, the scripture says. And so we know that they were actually from uh, the border of Turkey and Syria. And that in order for them to come to see Jesus, they had to travel four to 700 miles on a camel. And so this was a long journey. And why would they even be clued in? That's the question. Why would they even be clued into the Messiah? Because they really were not Jewish people. But for years and generations, they were like scientists of their day. They, you know, and uh, they studied everything about the, the planet and the stars. They studied it all. But they also leaned into the Hebrew text as well. And they would study the Old Testament as it was written, the scrolls. And they saw the prophecy in there that a, a Messiah would be born. And so that's what led them when they saw the star in the sky, the, this weirdness, somehow the Holy Spirit of God connected in their minds that this must be something special. And so they, somehow it clicked in them that the Messiah must going to be born. And so it, it began to click with them. And I began to ask myself, you know, there's something about this time of year that we all love, don't we? I mean, like, you know, this is a time of year. Would you agree with me that, that people usually are more kind than normal? I mean, like, we all know somebody that's a jerk, you know, during this time, <laughs> right? But I mean, for the most part, I mean, for the most part, people are more kind during this time of year. There is a, there's a, there's a sense of sort of excitement and, and maybe a, a joy this time of the year that, that's not normally here. We saw this uh, in the pandemic uh, after Christmas and, you know, the pandemic hit. Then people began to try to say, I need joy, Mala. I need some of this peace. So they started putting out Christmas lights and Christmas trees. And it was like in March. They started doing that, you know, because they were trying their very, very best to get that spirit back. And so what I want to tell you is this. So we're, we're all searching for that spirit of Christmas. We want it all the time. And so we got to define it so we'll know how to get it. If you, what are we looking for? That's the question. What are we looking for? This joy that we're, we're so seeking. And many people get let down, you know, through this time of the year. But I think I've discovered it and I want to share it with you. I think that I've discovered this spirit of Christmas. How, how do we get it? And I think it comes through the wise man that, you know, God gave his son Jesus. That, that's what Christmas is all about. But also what it's all about is not just God giving his son Jesus, but it was also about God teaching us in order to have the spirit of Christmas, we got to do what the wise men did. And that was that they gave gifts. In other words, what I want to tell you is the spirit of Christmas is all about giving. Did you hear that? The spirit of Christmas, because there is no way you cannot give without, without it producing joy, especially when you give with the right spirit. Now, some of you are going to do gifts exchange and you're going to give with the wrong spirit. You're like, okay, I got that jerk's name. I got to give them a gift. Okay, that's not the right spirit. 
But when you, get the, when you get the spirit that I just want to bless somebody, I want to give. When you come with that spirit and, and that in mind, then all of a sudden it changes everything. And so what I want you to know today is that the spirit of Christmas is giving everybody. And so that's what makes Stockbridge community so great. We have that spirit every week when we come together and we serve our community and we share. It's because we're here to give ourselves to one another. And that's why, that's what makes our church what it is. That's why, that's why when people come to our church and when you come to our church, you say, I just feel so loved. Why? Because we want to just give something to you. We want to give a handshake to you. We want to give a hug to you. We want to give a pat on the back. We want to give a word of encouragement. We want to give some love to you. Amen, everybody? Amen. That changes everything. And so I want to share with you today about that give and how do we give. So Acts 20 and uh, 35, it says this about Jesus actually said this. It said, you should remember the words of our Lord Jesus. Look what he said. Let's read the last part together. Ready? Come on. It's more blessed to give than to receive. When I was a young, when I was a kid, Christmas was all about me. I mean, back in that day, we didn't have the internet, so we had the big Sears catalogs. Anybody remember the big Sears catalogs? Yes, that's right. There we go. All right, here's the old folks here. We would get the Sears catalog, and we would circle, 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 and give it to our parents. That was our wish list, right? It was all about, Christmas was about me getting. But as I got older and matured, and I got married and had children, it was not about what I could get anymore. It was about getting things for my wife and my children and watching them open it up on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, whenever we did that, and watching the joy just permeate through their minds and eyes. And when I got it right, it was like, yes, yes. I'm not batting a thousand with that one, <laughs> getting it right. But it's the, it's the excitement. What the spirit that you have is, is through giving is what I want you to know. And so I want to give you three things today is how to give this Christmas. I think you're going to enjoy this. The first thing I would tell you if you're going to give this Christmas, this is it, is give with genuine joy. Just determine in your mind that you are going to give with genuine joy. Now, we're going to learn from the wise man just in a second. But what I want you to know is that I hadn't, I had, I was like, how can I describe to you what genuine joy is? I, I'm like, I can't put it into words. I like need a picture. And so this week, I got a picture. I want to show you what genuine joy looks like. So look on the screen with me. Watch this little clip right here. This is genuine joy. <laughs> this is genuine joy. That's my friend Hope. Hope that she, she walks on the treadmill that way. I got some friends from the gym that are here today, and they were testified. This is, she's not acting. No, I asked her. She knew I recorded her, and I asked her for permission to show it today. And yes, but she gets on the treadmill. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that way. And I mean, you cannot help but to do what you did. You laugh, you smile, and she is breaking it down. And she, she will even get on the app machine in one hand doing this. And I don't know. She does it. It's in her. And, but I can tell you that she just breeds joy all over that gym. Genuine joy. When you give with that, so maybe next time you go to give a gift, you just break it down. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look what it says about the wise men. 
It says, when they saw the star, they were what, everybody? They were overjoyed. Because why? See, the wise men at this point in the story had traveled over 400 miles and they ended up in Jerusalem because they thought the king would be born there. And they said, no, 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 he's not here. And so the religious people said, oh, it's six miles down the road in Bethlehem. And so the star, the star had left them. And when they got to Jerusalem, they didn't see the star anymore. And so when they started on their journey to Bethlehem, the star appeared again. And so they were overjoyed. Why were they overjoyed? Because they were going to get to see the Savior, but also they had gifts for the Savior. They were going to get to give their gifts. It's like, yeah, I can't wait to give him my gift. I mean, God's gift to us, but I can't wait to give him my gift. They were excited about giving him gifts talking about excitement about giving gifts. Oh, I, I read this story and, and it's so wonderful. A little girl who was probably about four years old had, had gotten, her, gotten her dad a gift. And she wrapped it up, had it wrapped up in red paper. And, uh, you know, about a week before Christmas, she'd done that. And every day her daddy would come home. She would go under the tree, grab that gift and say, Daddy, 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 open my gift, open my gift. And her dad would say, honey, I want to open your gift, but I'm going to wait till Christmas. Let's wait till Christmas. Daddy will open it then. She said, okay. So sure enough, the next day he'd come home. She'd go grab that gift. Daddy, 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 open the gift, open the gift. He'd go through the same streets. Baby, baby, I want to open the gift. Thank you, but I'm going to, let's wait till Christmas. So finally, Christmas morning come around. And when Christmas morning come around, all of a sudden, the little girl got up and the family went into the living room with all the gifts and the presents. And the little girl just ran right past all the gifts that had her name on them. And she ran right to that little red box there, and that little red present. She got it out. She ran right to her daddy. She said, Daddy, 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 open my present. Open it up. And so the dad, he opened up. He was trying to tear the paper slowly, but she had to help him. She said, No, Daddy, open, open it up. She tore the paper off. And when the dad opened up the box, he looked in, and it was empty. He didn't see anything. She said, Daddy, Daddy, don't you like it? Don't you like it? And he looked a little puzzled. She said, Daddy, Daddy, don't you see it? I filled it with my kisses, Daddy. <laughs> Giving with joy. Giving with joy. We can all give love anytime, anywhere. Why not make a decision to do it all the time. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Jesus said about giving this, or actually Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians. Look what he said. He said, each one of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. That means you're not forced to do it. He says, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves what, everybody? He loves a cheerful giver. And so do I. Don't you? I don't, I don't want a gift from anybody that's just like, here you go. Here you go, here, I had to get this for you. No, nobody likes that kind of giver. No, we want a cheerful giver, and God loves a cheerful giver. So again, remember, give with genuine joy. <laughs> I knew I couldn't do it like my friend. All right, number two is this. Number two, remember the spirit of Christmas is giving. Number two is give the gift of time to each other. Give the gift of time to each other. Watch this. We see the, the wise men again here. Look what it says. On coming to the house, they saw, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and bowed down and worshiped him. What's so amazing about this is this. 
is that Mary and Joseph were poor people. These wise men were very wealthy people. They were the most educated, the well-to-do, intimidating people. So Mary and Joseph never, ever expected these people to show up at their door. But they, the wise people gave Jesus the gift of time. You know, today, if, uh, you know, if your favorite uh, movie star or your favorite athlete showed up to your house and they brought a gift, but they spent over an hour with you, I think you would say, you know, Dwayne Johnson, the rock showed up at my house. That's right. And he looked at me and got embarrassed about his body. <laughs> oh, just, just had to say that. And then I woke up. But, but he showed up and he brought me this. He brought me movie tickets or whatever, signed things. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't just tell you what he brought me. I said, hey, he sat down and he stayed at my house over an hour. It was the time that he spent with me was the greatest gift. The fact that he showed up at my house would be the greatest gift. You see, because he could have sent the other things in the mail, right? But he showed up. Let me tell you, your time that you give to others is a gift. And the time that they give to you is a gift. Treasure the gift, amen? You see, when you give time to someone, what you're saying is, is that you say, I need you and you, and, and, and I, you matter to me and I care. I need you, you matter to me and I care about you. That's what time is. And time is the greatest gift. Because when I give you my time, I'm giving you my life. I can't get it back. If I give you my money, I can go make more money, but I can't make more time. Time is the greatest gift. Think about as you're gathering with your family and, and your friends this, with this holiday season, just remember the greatest gift that you can give is time. Is give the gift of time. You see, it's hard to have a good time when you don't give the gift of time. Somebody say, well, you know, I, my life's boring. I don't ever have a good time. Well, you see, if you stay home and you Netflix all the time and you scroll all the time, you're never going to have a good time. Yeah. Amen, everybody? Yeah. No, no, no. You got to give the gift of time. When you, when you give the gift of time to someone, then you might have a good time. Amen? It's hard to have a good time with someone if you don't give them the gift of time. Are you getting that? Yeah. Going to have some good time and some laughter too. <laughs> Don't make me do that. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You, if you're going to have the good time, you're going to have the laughter too, then you've got to give the gift of time. And that's what I love about our church. Is that's what I love about you is you're the most unselfish people I've ever met in my life because you give. You give, you give the gift of time. Like this week, we're about to have love week. This week, we're going we're gonna to love our community this week. And inside of your program is a list of things that you can get involved in. And it's that you can come and do. You can come and give your time. You know what? When you give your time to do these things for other people, the people that you meet along the way, whether you're doing it with, you, you have a good time with them. We laugh. We have a good time doing good for others. Amen? Amen. 
And so some of the things that we've done this year, if you'll look at this picture with me, some of the things that we've done this year is that like we worked at the food pantry. You know, we go there and, and have a good, many of you've done this. We've sent hundreds of people to the food pantry to work and it's a good time. The next picture that you see up here is that, you know, we, we did backpacks. We, we gave over 400 backpacks away to kids at schools this year. And what made it so great is, is over two or 300 of you come out and we had a good time packing these backpacks. And look at the next picture. You will see that, that how the, we served the, our community by going to our first responders and, and being there for them and just saying that you matter and doing little things for them. And so you can see all of these things. And, and the next picture that we have it's just a picture of all of us about ready to go serve again. We do this at least once a month. Why? Because we believe that when we give, people live, everybody. Amen. Amen. And listen, you know the person that comes alive the most is you and me when we give the gift of time. When you give it as a gift, this is my gift to you. Me. Now, don't try that on Christmas morning. <laughs> I can see it right now. Somebody's going to put a bow in their head and say, honey, I didn't get you thing, but here I am. <laughs> that may not work so well, all right? It is a recognized. I need to give the gift. So please, why don't you go ahead right now and just decide that you're going to come out on Love Week and you're going to do something to serve the community and that you're going to have, you're going to give the gift of time that you can have a good time. Amen? You're going to give the gift of time that you can have a good time. Just make that decision right there. So I have it on your connection card, by the way. We'll go ahead and check this box. It says this, I will recognize time as a gift. Would you check that on this card? And please, everybody, make sure to drop it in the bucket so we can pray over you today. All right. So the third thing is this. Number three is this. Remember what we said, everybody. The spirit of Christmas is giving. What is the spirit of Christmas, everybody? giving. It's giving. So you can have it year round. The wise man teaches this. Number three is this, is give yourself to Jesus. Give yourself to Jesus. Matthew 12 and 11. Again, I love this, uh, this uh, translation. It says, they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, they recognized that they were in the presence of someone greater. And let me just tell you something. If you could get that today, like we talked about last week, Emmanuel, God with us, that you're in the presence of all, you're always in the presence of someone greater. Amen, everybody? That God is with you. He's with you. When they gave these gifts, it was symbols of what was to come. These gifts were not just thoughtless gifts. They were thought out gifts. And it was God who inspired him as to what to give. And so the first gift that we see that they gave him was gold. And gold was a symbol of a king. It was saying that he, this, this, this person, this baby is special and that he's going to be a king. And I would tell you this, that gold on your outline is this. Gold means I give my best. I give my best. That's what gold symbolizes. I'm going to give my very, very best. The next gift that they gave him was frankincense. Frankincense. What I want to tell you about frankincense is this. Is frankincense was given in Jesus' day because frankincense was what was used when the, when the high priest would go in before God once a year and he would take all the sins of Israel. He would go in and confess the sins of the nation. They would burn the incense of frankincense before he went in. Now watch this. 
And so they gave Jesus frankincense because they knew that he would be our high priest and that he would be going before God to take our sins. And he did that through the cross. Amen, everybody? You see, it's through the cross that we begin to see it. So I would say this to you, that frankincense means this. It means I give my worst to God. I give God my worst. Amen? That's what it is, is that frankincense was all about confessing our sins. And confessing our sins is giving our worst to God. You know, we see that. We, the cross shows us the best of God and the worst of man. Amen? Look what, look what it says right here on your outline. Look at this verse. Luke 23 and 34. From the cross, notice this. Jesus said, forgive them, Father. Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. But below the cross, look what was happening. Below the cross, they divided the clothes among them by throwing dice. So while Jesus was dying for our sin, we see the worst of man on the cross. He said, God, for, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And below the cross, right at his feet, as his blood is dripping off the cross as he's dying, they're gambling for his clothes. The worst of man. You see that? The best of God and the worst of man. And what I want to tell you that Christmas is all about is God sending his best to us. But we also can give, you will never get better until you give your worst to God. See, too many people say, well, when I quit, when I quit all this drinking I'm doing, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. When I quit all this smoking and token, then I'm going to give my life to Jesus. When I give up this girlfriend or boyfriend, then I'm going to give my life to Jesus. You know, when, when I quit doing this and when I quit doing that, then I'm going to give my life. Let me tell you something. You will never be able to do that. Because, listen, if you could do it on your own, you would have already done that. But you can't do it on your own. You need a supernatural power. Listen, you don't get clean and then get God. You get God and then you get clean. Amen, everybody? Amen. You get, it takes God to get you clean. Every one of us. The only good in us is a God in us. Amen, everybody? And so we give our words to God. And so right now, I want to give you that opportunity. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know. I don't know what sins you may have committed that you need to just get them under the blood of Jesus Christ. And some of you in this room and some of you that are watching online right now, that you need to give your life to Jesus. That's what you need to do right now. This, the greatest gift is giving your life to Jesus. Amen, everybody? Amen. Let's pray. Father, right now, we come to you. And God, we give you our worst. And there's a lot of worst in this room. And there's a lot of worst watching online. There's some things, oh God, that we've done we know you didn't like. And right now we ask you to forgive us. And Lord, there's, a, there's some of us in this room right now that don't have a relationship with you. If we died right now today, we would go straight to hell. We know it. So God, you don't want it to be that way. And so God, we're asking you to forgive us of our sins and come into our life and save us, oh God. God, save us for our eternity, but God, save us while we're here on this earth as well, that we might have the best life possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everybody. If you prayed that prayer today to become a Christ follower, please check it on the back of this card. Said I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower, just so that we can pray for you. And I want to send some things to you to help you out. The third thing is that, that you would see here is that they gave him myrrh. Oh, man. They gave him myrrh. I would say this about myrrh, is that myrrh is this, I give so others could live. Because myrrh was an embalming uh, 
uh, device or uh, chemical that they used. Myrrh was something that they used to embalm people's bodies. And what they were saying was, what the wise men's gift was saying was that Jesus was going to die for us. He was going to die so that we could live. And so I want you to know that when you give, people live. Amen, everybody? When I give, I give so others can live. When you give to someone, something inside of them comes alive. Something comes alive. This week, I talked to a friend of mine. His name is Dwayne Shaddix. Dwayne and I have been friends for over 30 years. He's another, he's a pastor. He pastors in, in a, a rural community in North Georgia. And this is a picture of Dwayne and his wife. What I want to tell you, this picture does not show you, is 18 months ago, after a Sunday night service, Dwayne and his wife went out to eat with some of the people in their congregation at a local restaurant. His wife got food poisoned. Big deal, right? She continued to get sick and sicker. She ended up in the hospital. They were trying to find out what's going on with her. She got so sick that her body began, her immune system began to attack her organs and, and began to attack her nervous system. And in a short period of time, she was not able to move any limbs. Matter of fact, her whole nervous system was so attacked that she could not even breathe on her own. They had her on a ventilator. And just a matter of time for her, something simple. And so she's laying there, lifeless, on a ventilator. And the doctors are telling my friend Dwayne, you know, his wife was just healthy last week. They had, you know, he was a little bit older than me, so they had just bought a camper the week before, planning in a year or two to retire and enjoy that camper. And now she's there, she can't even breathe. And the doctor said, it may be time to release her. But Dwayne believed in the power of prayer, and so do I. Amen, everybody? And God, we prayed and we prayed and God began to move and she began to get better. You know, that's been 18 months ago. She has been through the Shepherd Center. She's been to Nashville, to different hospitals to learn how to, how to talk again, to learn how to, how to have movement. And Dwayne told me this week, he said, Jeff, we celebrated this week because my wife was able to take 75 steps holding on to the parallel bars in physical therapy. Praise God. I don't even know why I called him. I hadn't talked to him in a, in a long time. But as he was telling me something else, he said, Jeff, I want you to know that right now I, I, I do a lot for my wife. I have to bathe her. She's just now getting where she can brush her teeth. He said, Jeff, it's not pretty, but she's doing it. He said, I have to empty her bag. I have to do everything. He said, but Jeff, I'm so thankful to have her. I'm so thankful to have her. He said, I'm not going to say I don't get frustrated every once in a while, but I'm just grateful to have my wife. And I'm grateful to serve her. He said, Jeff, my daughter called me the week before Thanksgiving, because he said, my wife always made a big meal and cooked her dressing. 
she said, he said, my daughter, I call her sis. So she called, said, Daddy said, I just want you to know this year, we're going to get together at Thanksgiving and, and I'm going to cook the dressing. He said, I told her, no, sis, you're not going to cook the dressing. Mama's going to cook the dressing this year. She said, Dad, Mom can't even get up out of her wheelchair by herself. She can't use her hands. She can't cook the dressing. He said, no, sis, I'm going to be mama's hands this year. Let me tell you something. We're about to receive our manger offering. And what this offering is all about is being the hands for somebody else. It's not a handout, it's a hand up. And that's why we're gonna give with joy. And today, listen, it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe you know, you've come prepared and you've got a lot to give, praise God. Or maybe you have a dollar to give, praise God. Or maybe you're gonna give an envelope, it's in the back of your seat that's empty. But God knows the intention of your heart, what you'd like to give. Today, I just want you to give. Just give and be the hands for somebody else that can't be their hands. And watch the spirit of joy move in your life. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.